Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! On the beach, oh, or Chattanooga, 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 and uh, yeah, we've got a couple of uh, guests that we're, I mean, delighted to have. First of all, Jerry Bridenbaugh, who is the chair of the Murray County, County. no, no, Republic. Republic. All right, all right, my fault. All right, I got it fixed. <laughs> chair of the Murray County Republican Party, member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Dell. Good morning, everybody. And Seth Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is a school teacher at Mount Pleasant High School, but joins us uh, uh, when school is out, as it is this week, to you know, help Mr. York with sort of the progressive liberal point of view. Good morning, Seth. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. That was the most rain I think we've ever gotten on a Christmas before. I mean, we were we were socked in there for the first couple hours of the morning there. I mean, that was a lot of rain. It was a lot of rain. Of course, a lot of people be with their family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine used to say about holidays, enjoy your relatives. <laughs> but, <laughs> there we go. Ron, you know, we like, re- yeah, go ahead. No, no, like fish. They said Oscar Wilde said like fish. House guests need to leave after three days or whatever. <laughs> it stinks or whatever. Yeah, it's, it can be tough. And then here it is almost New Year's, Delk. Your year went by very fast. I can't believe it's been a year since I failed to be a better person. <laughs> the last resolution. Yeah, those failed resolutions, they come around yearly, it seems yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. I, I never try to lose weight in January ever. It just doesn't, it's not going to happen. <laughs> never get in shape or whatever. Not going to happen. Pick a more practical month, like maybe like May or something like that, when you can actually get it. <laughs> Seth, you're right. Well, I, I trust everybody had a good Christmas. Jerry, how was yours? We had a wonderful Christmas, and and I guess unusual for folks nowadays. We had all the family over. Had a great time. Wonderful. Wonderful. Seth, what about you? Oh, we had a really good time, really relaxing day. Um, you know, we just couldn't have asked for a better Christmas. How the hound dogs? They're good. They're good. They were wet yesterday morning, though. You know, they didn't want to go out. So this is what we got to get out. And they, they got out and they, they ate real good and got them all dry and put away. And then I, I went over to family's house and had a good day. There you go. And I had a good day. And my three grandchildren came out along with their parents, of course, and my daughter were all home yesterday so we were all together which doesn't happen often we had a big big time uh, it, 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 it was it was big ron we went through your column about your christmas wish list last thursday i uh, had a delightful time with it i'm looking around i don't see anything in terms of a new year's column though it's coming today is uh, a little thrown off but today's the deadline i usually write today and then Give it to my editors at night, and then it goes out tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I got to come up with something. Actually, I'm kind of behind the eight ball here with Christmas and everything. So, uh, I'll come up with something. I work well under pressure. There we go. What do you got on your mind? Or do you have anything on your mind? Well, I, was, I think probably I'll look back to 2023. You know, things that went on and and happened. Uh, I wrote a few things down. I'm not really sure if I'll be able to write about them or not. But uh, talk about uh, you know the the GOP debates. You know, with Trump not being involved and, you know, that, that basically Chris Christie is the one going after him the most, you know, in Iowa and all these debates, you know. And uh, yesterday, you know, Chris Christie ripped Trump and his pants in the same day, which is oh, a rare yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't and, you think uh, those debates are just the silliest thing ever <clears throat> as long as Trump doesn't participate? It's like who wants to be, you know, second place? It just seems all for naught well, to me. Nikki, Nikki's got, got some momentum. Fox put out a poll yesterday. She's four behind Trump somewhere. I don't know. I mean, it could surprise people. I don't know. The question is, do you want to try to win with her or, you know, perhaps win with Trump, but likely you know, have a closer race with Trump? And I don't know. It's just, to me, I'd rather have Nikki Haley or someone more reliable that we could win with. 
But I don't I know. You're, I think you know, you're 100% uh, right on that, too. I think if you get a, you know, a Nikki Haley, a fresh face, fresh, younger face, I think that the Republicans have a better chance at winning. Nikki Haley's a warmonger. I knew you were going there. I, <laughs> I have the heard that. What about it, Jerry? Well, I, I just, and maybe I'm just not educated enough, but I, I don't remember, other than her being in the United Nations and standing firm on a lot of the international issues, I, I, I don't know that I've ever heard her actually say anything that led me to believe that. A little bit well, uh, I, I can't. on the internet about, I think, some libertarian issues about, she thinks everybody on the internet should have a, you should be, the government should know who you are, or something to that effect. You can't be anonymous on the internet, something to that effect, and uh, that was a little troubling. The war thing, she's certainly arguing for war in Ukraine and with Russia, it seems like, for most people. I don't know. She did She did have an affair when she was, uh, that doesn't matter anymore, thank goodness, but know, she did have an affair when she, supposedly, and when she was governor of South Carolina with a guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, she's Indian. She, had, she fits the new model for the Republican Party. It's a minority interest, a woman, of course. Um, hopefully, uh, I mean, I, I'd like to see her be the nominee. I like Vivek from a philosophical standpoint, but he's just too young. It's not his time yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, as a practical matter, though, I don't think anybody's going to catch Trump. I mean, as long as he's living. I've heard some pundits, and it may be right. I, there are people a lot smarter than I am in this regard, but I've heard some folks just say that they're they're running for vice president right now. I, I've thought about that. I wonder if like you know chris christie wouldn't take it and he's not even on the he's not, even, he's he's not, not he is not on the list he's not on the menu yeah i don't think christie survives past new hampshire if he yeah, gets that far but i, I wonder if nikki yeah. haley would take it because she said some and you know she's she's had some barbs for trump she might not take it she's still relatively young she might have her time even if she doesn't get the nomination okay, right now almost all of them would take it i, I think almost all of them but you know, christie would never be offered because christie put uh jared kushner's dad in jail in new jersey that's reason he didn't get a cabinet position in the trump administration last time uh there's a lot of bad blood there. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that they would all take it because in four years you know no matter what happens in this election in four years the slate kind of resets there's going to be no more trump no more biden and um and uh, they're going to have a fresh slate. And I think someone like Nikki Haley, someone even like DeSantis, even though they're not my cup of tea, they're still both relatively young, especially compared to our front runners this time around. And they have they could have, a, you know, they could have their time in the in the sun here um, and be the nominee. Yeah. The vice president's always in a very strong position to run. Think about Nixon and go down the line, Al Gore. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of that that goes on. Uh, I just don't know if they want to hitch their wagons with Trump. Like, look at Pence. I mean, he's damaged goods. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you might want to stay away from from the Trump. I mean, hitching your wagons with Trump, but I, I don't know. Like, like Jerry said, there's a lot of people smarter than me about Republican politics <laughs> for sure. So I do not know. I'm just theorizing. I, I don't know that Mike Pence has damaged goods as much. Yeah, as I don't think his, his, I was thinking about he that. He doesn't Jerry. have. I like Mike Pence. I, he's a good man, yeah. but his personality does not. It it, it, it doesn't come out like politicians need it to come out uh he's very low-key to me he spends a lot of time telling you how good a man he is i don't like that how honest he is how great he is how religious he is i i I get a creep factor with him that i don't like he's been there a long time but that's just me i don't know if he could win dog catcher in a republican race right now though not after certifying the votes i I don't think he has much support among republicans at all so I, i don't know i mean i don't know trying to walk that thin line between you know taking responsibility for you know, stopping the, the, I mean, certifying the election, but also uh, taking credit for Trump's achievements and policies. It's a tight rope. You know, he tried, <laughs> he tried to have it both ways. And, you know, he was, you know, he did the right thing, I guess, with that, obviously, with certifying the election. He did that right. But he just, he's just so sanctimonious to me. I, I, I just, it, it, he's not a fan. I don't even like to hear him talk. He, he, he talks so, you know, so, I don't know. He has a, has a, a small town tent preacher uh, vibe to it that I don't like. I agree. Yeah. Well, the one one thing we do know is we're in January. Things will change between now and Iowa. They'll change between Iowa and New Hampshire. They'll change between New Hampshire and South Carolina. And from there on, it'll be a completely different political picture, possibly by the time we get Super Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, it happened with Democrats last time around. No, Biden was dead in the water this time. You know, in the Democratic nominate in the Democratic process, and then Super Tuesday came. You know, bailed him out. South Carolina bailed him out, and now he's president so it's just real too i mean it's so early to make um 
you know, sweeping generalizations. It's, it's things change. Yeah, I think Trump's had to be quiet, a little bit like Biden did from the basement last time. Something the less you see, most of these politicians, the more you like, right? Throughout, you know, Trump especially, so he's so uh, uh, abrasive when he talks. You know, every you know, twenty percent of what he says is obnoxious, and if he can just avoid being that and, and kind of to keep his distance and talk about his policies and what he did when he was president. Of course, the stock market's rallying right now a little bit. So that could help Biden to some degree. Inflation's still kind of high, but, uh, you know, the economy is the most important thing usually to these these races, the you know, kitchen table issues that, that are important to people. But it doesn't feel like the average family because of inflation, I think, has been the real thing. The average family doesn't feel the stock market as much as most. And, uh, you know, the kitchen table issues like you know, food prices, et cetera, are still, still kind of, you know, there's a little bit of rancor among the average person about what happened over the last couple of years under Biden. Yeah, I think that's the determining factor and who what people vote for. For I mean, I thought that Trump was going to win until the economy shook pretty pretty soundly because of COVID. I, th- I thought as long as the economy was buzzing, that Donald Trump would be reelected. The economy faltered because of the pandemic, and then he he lost. I mean, but I think you're right on that. That that is a big determining factor. I do think Democrats are going to really hammer Republicans at the you know closer to election time about women's rights and access to abortion rights, and because yeah. that has proven to be a winning topic for Democrats all across and the country. And Mickey probably has the best answer on that. I did exactly. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm pro-choice, and I think Republicans make a huge mistake of just doubling down that thing. I just you can't say. We're a Republican Party. We're for individual responsibility and minimal government, except in this area we're gonna, area we're going to tell you what to do with your bodies. I, I just think it's a tough one. It's a proof. Uh, it's it's just a losing. I mean, if you lose yeah. a, a referendum in Kansas, I mean, about that, yeah. then you, you're going to – I mean, Kansas is pretty darn red. And then, I mean, Ohio has Ohio turned as well. significantly yeah, red in the last decade. It. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an individual choice. You can, you know, I, I donated recently. I did my foundation donations recently, and I, uh, my daughter's really pro-choice. My oldest is a doctor. And anyway, I asked her where to give money for this, and, and there's no abortion clinics in Tennessee to give money for, you know, to help abortions for poor people in Tennessee. You have to give to Bristol, Virginia. It's the nearest uh, clinic to, to us. So I sent some money up there. I, I just think it's just... I, 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 we're going to disagree with this forever. I think, I think it's a losing issue for Republicans. Seventy percent of people believe that it should be left as it was, or at least open to people's choice. And, and the women in the suburbs really believe that. Orlando suburbs, uh, Cincinnati suburbs, these states that, that they need to win. And Nick, Nikki has the most nuanced uh, approach to it. If you listen to what she said during the debate, she basically says it's a tough decision, but a woman's choice and i think she's on, on that piece of, of, of running she's probably got the best stance now i think congress will keep her out of war she is a warmonger i don't know whether she's trying to if she was, was at the un she does have around all these despot leaders up there she probably has a dim view of the world you know uh, leaders and, and maybe she's trying to act tough about going to war i don't know what she's doing there i wish she wasn't that way but i do like her stance she's the most moderate on abortion within the republican um, field right now Okay, here we go. We're already kicking off 24. We'll be back. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. Hello, 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Has your back been bothering you for years? Can't play golf? Pick up the grandkids? Garden or exercise? Tried everything and nothing works? Call the Dr. Gill Center. We have successfully helped tens of thousands of patients in Middle Tennessee, and you could be next. Call 615-880-9774 and ask about our $49 special. That's 615-880-9774. Because back pain doesn't need to be a way of life. Call me, painfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Back, three dudes with a beer. That's Southside Johnny of the Jukes. Uh, 
And over the break, I think we learned that at one time, Bruce Springsteen was with Southside Johnny. So there you go. Just walk away, Renee. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, is still not heard from. He's thought to be somewhere in Louisiana uh, <laughs> eating all that good food that he tells us about every mm-hmm. time he goes. <laughs> and we've got some guests, though. Of course, Ron Hart, native son, favorite son of Columbia, 1977, graduate of Columbia Central High School. Good morning, Ron. You're muted, Ron. Uh, good morning. Yeah. There we go. We got you now. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Regular special guest. We're glad to have him with us uh, when he's not having to do his school teaching job. Seth Campbell, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. And Jerry Bridenball, uh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party, a member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. One One thing you can be guaranteed of listening to this show you will become a wealth of information, no matter how trivial or useless it may be. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Got it. Ron, did you see what a Christmas gift, though? I mean, uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed Kevin Spacey in character as yeah. Francis, the what's his name? Underwood. Francis Underwood, president of the United States in House of Cards. South Carolina. Yeah, good for Kevin Spacey. I think he was pr- pr- he had nine sexual harassment or rape charges or something against him. Uh, I'm sure they were just shakedowns for money. I, you know, I think he probably saw what happened in the court system. But, you know, it's interesting that he and Tucker hit it off. That's uh, That was interesting. I know you sent it to me. I watched all of it. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what quite to make of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta watch it twice, I think, to realize that it's all just a joke. But uh, oh, no doubt, it's satire. But it's just uh, the fact that Spacey did it right. He was a gay man, uh, Hollywood uh, legend. Maybe he feels forsaken by Hollywood, or I, I don't know what that was about. But uh, anyway, maybe he saw the system for what it was during this you know shakedown he went through. But you know, I don't know. I just uh, I'm always I'm always. Um, I'm always hesitant to believe that when a wealthy man or a high-profile man has you know things like you know, Richard Russell Brand and others get these you know cases against them or civil suits from two years ago, three years ago. I'm always I, I just think it's basically a shakedown, and uh, he probably didn't do anything egregious on those cases. They were dismissed, so I think he's back out there again. Maybe he's been shunned by Hollywood. It feels like Tucker's his best way back, or maybe he's a conservative, you know, closeted conservative. He was well, closeted gay for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say he was closeted, but he was a different kind of closeted for a long time. Well, uh, you know, hey, Francis Underwood for president. Why, you know, uh, it, it as it turned out, uh, you know, with the Russia Gate and all that stuff, the the Faisal abuses and whatnot. So, you know, House of Cards was supposed to be over the top. <laughs> Turns out that in real life, it's uh, not over the top at all. I thought when yeah. I saw that interview, I thought it was AI. Like until right now, I thought it was fake. Yeah. So that's that's, that's kind of news to me. I, I saw it. I didn't click on it, and I assumed it was just a spoof. I just thought it was either AI generated or just just somebody splicing stuff together. I didn't know it was real. No, Kevin's an extremely talented actor, by the way. He's yeah. really good. At yeah, he, what he does. I, that's you know, as he started talking about performance and that kind of thing. I mean, uh, yeah, he is. He, he was he was acting in the in in this role with Tucker, and he was doing a doggone good job of it. Yeah, I'll text Tucker and ask him whether he initiated that. Because it's like some Tucker would do from his studio. I was like, hey, let's, you know who we should get on, who will probably come on is Kevin Spacey. That would be the last thing they would think you know, would come on. So maybe Spacey's camp you know, the, initiated that for some reason. Of course, you know, with Tucker, you're getting a huge platform, a lot more than, you know, these nightly shows are me and me and a half CNN is 300,000 people. You know, the, even Fox is 3 million people. Tucker's getting 45 million, 35 million hits on his stuff. So if you're, if you're smart, you know, you'd rather be on his on his platform than these others. Well, maybe did. I, I, I think I think Tucker – I think Tucker just thought that up. Thought it'd be a hoot. You did a great interview with John Daly, too. No, I hadn't heard about that. I haven't heard or seen it. Yeah, it was really good. Daly's always a character. We were talking about, you're telling stories about Tiger and being drunk and all that he did. He said, he never got injured while he played. He said, you can't pull a, you can't pull a muscle. You can pull a muscle, but you can't pull fat. That's what he said. Yeah, he, he said he was hungover or was still drunk when he beat Tiger. Uh, I forgot what tournament it was in, but. It was just incredible. I mean, 
If you know yeah. anything about the guy, I think he, he he smokes about three packs of cigarettes throughout an entire round, and he loves to eat peanut M and M's. I don't know if you've ever seen him on yes. tour, but yeah, he is most addicted people. Though Clayton, when they get off of booze, I notice either drink a bunch of diet cokes or a bunch of M and M's. It seems like I, I know I know several alcoholics, and three out of four of them either have a huge diet coke habit afterwards or M and M's. So obviously he's a traditional alcoholic, clearly, but a very likable guy. Yes, yes, absolutely. He always says too. He says, you know, when I when I stop drinking and I stop smoking, my golf game just goes goes down. And he says it, it would make sense that it would get better because I'd focus more on it. But he says he just does better when he drinks and he smokes. Go figure. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> There's a Christmas wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a New Year's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. No, I'll putt better. A couple of bourbons. I miss a couple of short putts in a round. I'll take a couple of pops. Uh, <laughs> Putterhead putter head loosens up a little bit, and I'm I'm fearless. There we go. Seth, you said you're, you're right. That Ron and Seth have columns that appear side-by-side side in Main Street Murray each week. Uh, Ron taking the libertarian conservative uh, point of view, and Seth taking the progressive liberal point of view. And do you have a New Year's? No, you said you're you're working on it. Okay, yeah, Seth. Yep, Seth has got a New Year's column out there. Uh, I think you're poking fun at the Democrats, maybe, but I don't have a copy in front of me. Seth, what did you write about? Uh, yeah, poking fun at the Republicans. Um, you know, it'll be out tomorrow in, in Main Street, Murray. So I, I was just came up with some resolutions for the Republican Party and conservatives to to embrace. You know, tried to try to do my best Ron Hart impression and and. and put some snark and some some funny lines in there i'm not as not as doesn't come as natural for me um i gotta work at it a little bit but you know i and one of the resolution one of the resolutions was just you know for the republican party was accepting the 2020 election which will get some um oohs and ahs around around here and the the 81 million vote thing that no one can believe and and you know, I think it was just a worthwhile resolution to to accept that and, and worry about the the next election for them. But and I go on from there, you know, and what else Republicans can do, you know, it's just a just kind of a fun holiday theme type type column with some politics injected in it. There we go. The the twenty twenty election. I mean, I, I'm not going to get all excited about that. I mean, I. It depends on what you mean by accept the election. I, mean, well, I think, and you know, when I'm the, the one thing that catches my eye, I think more than anything politically on that. And and sometimes when I'm at school, sometimes I'll be listening to y'all, and I'll hear it, and I'll just be like, man, that really, that really irks me. Is that you know, Biden got more votes than anybody ever before, and I know at face value that seems ridiculous, right? Because he's definitely not the best candidate, you know, Republican or Democrat that was ever put forth. You know, Obama's much better you know there's been republicans much better but the turnout was just so extreme everywhere you look the turnout was extreme not because biden was just this amazing candidate it was because there, there was so much heat you know with with um trump and so many people a lot of those votes were votes against trump but i, I believe it you know, just at face value that he got that many votes, because if you looked at any election commission in the early voting lines anywhere in Tennessee, where we knew what the results were going to be, you know, people were wrapped around the building. People were out in the woods, Delk. You were down there. You know, people were wrapped out and headed into the woods at the Murray County Election Commission, where we knew what the results were going to be. And if you take that and you extrapolate it through all these other counties around Tennessee, and then you do that around all these other counties around the United States, you're going to get turnout through the roof and that's what happened we we exceeded vote totals two weeks a week and a half into into early voting here that it exceeded the total from 2016 and we weren't even we didn't even make it to the election day so that, that that's my rationale behind it i don't think biden was the best candidate my dad ran in 2020 we didn't do a whole lot and he got more votes than any democrat you know has ever gotten that that house race just because yeah. Just because accept the election, but uh, you have to admit though, the two things that worried me was that look, that State Farm Arena, the late night Georgia turnaround. You go to bed, Trump's winning. Wake up, he's losing. It's in, it's in this, and I, I'm a believer in this Dinesh D'Souza, uh, you know, the 2,000 mules concept. If, if, if anything was done on the election, it was that it was just mail in ballots, you know. Because 
problem is you can't go take each mail-in ballot and call Mr. Smith and say, did you vote this way or did you not vote this way? I mean, they, you can't audit that But way. some of the state legislatures right. didn't allow them to count those votes until the day of. So they were just inundated with these mail-in votes, and they couldn't open them until the day until polls closed on election day so it it was really a a created mess i mean i agree that mail-in voting is not our preferred method of voting but it was just a it was a created mess by some of these state legislatures uh pennsylvania comes to mind they couldn't I, I believe it was Pennsylvania. They couldn't open those ballots until the polls closed. So then it's like, bam, you're going to have all these mail-in votes. you got to open and process right there. So when people say the votes changed how overnight. Do you, how do you, I mean, you, you post them, right? So you get these mail So you get inundated with mail-in ballots. How do you validate them in such a short period of time? I, I mean, it's difficult. Isn't it, well, it, it, it's easier not just to throw them in a stack yeah. and say, okay, fine, these, these people voted and count them up and, go, and walk away? Because you don't want to say I'm election commissioner and I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, it just strikes me that I don't know. I wish you could do a better way to validate votes. I just, I just, it scares me that people just mail in votes. And under Dinesh, what he's saying is, and I, I think he, you know, he may have some here. These, these uh, uh, not NGOs, they call them. These, these, these Stacey Abrams type of organizations go to, goes to apartment complexes, goes to nursing homes, gathers these votes from all over, maybe prints them up. And then Mel has these guys go down there and mail them in. He showed people going and mailing votes with gloves on. You know, these winos, they pay, you know, 15 bucks an hour to go do it. And they, you know, they geo-traced them. I think it's anything that went wrong, and it looks like to me, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm on the election denier front. I'm one to 10. You know, if Trump's a 10, I'm a one. But I do want to know. I mean, I'd like to hear more about it. Y'all would too. I mean, Hillary doubted the election results and called Trump an illegitimate president. And, and the real election interference came from from suppressing Hunter Biden's laptop. That was true suppression. The fact that the fifty you know people, including Anthony Blinken and others in in the government right now, came out and said it was Russian disinformation, and that, that Google and Facebook suppressed it. Uh, the Daily Mail article, and that that's truly suppression in my view, yeah. of, of, of election results. Well, and I would agree with Seth on, on one note, and that is that much of the vote was not pro-Biden as much as it was anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, and both candidates, if I'm not mistaken, got more votes than any other candidate yes. in history. It's just through so the, the, the turnout is not to be denied either. Uh, I, I don't like mail-in voting. I saw... Um, you know, I, I was at uh, visiting. You know, I've mentioned before my dad. <clears throat> my dad passed in March of that year, and I was up at uh, you know visiting mom one time and picked up an envelope and they had mailed dad a ballot, and I could have filled that out, signed his name, and I could have forged his name fairly easily and mailed it in. And I know how Dad would have would have voted, and Dad and I didn't agree on politics, so I'd, you know, but, which is why I couldn't bring myself to do that. But uh, nor would I. But you know that that the discussion is going to go on and on and on. And there are those of us that you know we have our opinions. But I think you cannot bring up 2020 without revisiting 2016 and 2000. And in that those two elections, it was the other side that argued that the vote was invalid. Al Gore, you know, that that went on for, what, three, four weeks and went through the courts before the election uh, was de- it was decided yeah. that, that George Bush had won. So that's, you know, it, it's not it, it doesn't it's not an issue that belongs to the Republicans or the Democrats. It's an issue that's usually brought up by the losing side. Well, I, you know, I, I, I still can't just can't get over the fact that, you know, in Atlanta, Philadelphia, Detroit, uh was uh, in Wisconsin, uh, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. You know, the, the all of a sudden, all at the same time, they they all stopped the count. You know, that was coordinated. Clearly, it was coordinated. Yeah, if you look at the thesis of Dinesh's movie Two Thousand Mules, he's right. You, you don't. It doesn't matter what happens in California, New York. There's only about four states that matter, right? And and then you look at those four states. Where are you going to get the most nefarious voting? In, in Georgia is going to be Atlanta. Uh, Pennsylvania is going to be Philadelphia. I just think you guys uh, are giving way too much faith to the Democratic Party. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Democrat, and I've been in the you know quite a few meetings and stuff, and they, we can't organize a darn fish fry, much less um, 
much less. You guys are more uh, coordinated than Republicans. Oh, I, I mean, y'all throw I mean, the party line. I know it's y'all way above, it's way above me, but yeah, uh, I think man. you guys, there's just no way. they trip over their feet trying to organize something like that. They they would be cr- they wouldn't be crumbs of evidence. Wow. They'd be dump trucks of evidence. Well, I, that, that, that's I, what I, I, think, I, I don't think he's I done think that takes you back to 2000 necessarily. It's probably done by the Soros type of, Stacey Abrams type of activists at, at those levels. I mean, if it's done, it's done at those levels, well, not, heck, not if, she, if she could have levels. If she could have engineered that, Ron, she would be governor of Georgia. She can't even win her own uh, governor's race. I mean, and, and I... Really like uh, well, yeah. I tell you what y'all have done. Y'all have done a lot better job at a local level, slowly moving the ball forward your way on election laws. I mean, and... and you know, they, they use this term, which is BS, but it's, oh, they're denying people their vote. Oh, they want to suppress the vote. Well, they've been working on these things that make it easier to, to defraud, right? And the no voter ID, motor voter, all these things they're doing. Uh, you know, immigration swells these districts you know, in, a, in a big way and unchecked borders. They, they want to send them to purple states like Texas and Georgia and places like that and try to turn them blue. And, and it's just, you know, they, they get all worked up when you send them to Illinois, you know, to Chicago. It's already blue. They don't want, they don't want them there in New York. They want them in Texas and Georgia and Florida in hopes of turning those states, you know, blue. And, and again, I, I admire the work. I mean, if it's, if it's working for you, uh, you know, then great. But I think it's, we need to, we, we can ask questions without being called insurrectionist about things like this. Agreed. Let's take a break. We'll be back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hey, everybody, this is Johnny with Rubik's Groove, and I am here with... This is P. Witty. And she ra All right, and we're here to tell you that we're going to be rocking the 80s, 90s, and 2000s on New Year's Eve right here in Columbia at the, the Mule, Mule House. House. It's going to be a great time, everybody. Make sure you get your tickets and come check us out. We want to see you there. Doors are at 8 p.m., and the show it starts at 9 p.m. and takes you through midnight. But the memories will last forever. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays from now until christmas pillar plumbing heating cooling and electrical is giving you a 500 dollars visa gift card when you buy select new hvac systems or receive a 250 dollars gift card with a new tankless water heater and upgrade now with monthly payments as low as 79 dollars. visit happyhiller.com happy you'll be or the service is free call the happy face truck today This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. 
come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM and WKOM 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, Rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Come, Senators. Congress, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway. Don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be the one who has stalled. There's a battle outside and it's raging. It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls. For the times they Change. Okay, I'm Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. That's Kev Moe singing uh, the old Bob Dylan classic, The Times They Are Changing. And it sort of reflects my view about 2024 in this country. Uh, we just don't know what's going to happen, folks. And uh, I'm scared. I'm dude number three. I'm Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude, number one, Mr. Jim York, hopefully he's eating all that good food down in Louisiana mm-hmm. with his family, and I hope he's having a great time. Uh, regular special guest dude, Ron Hart, native son of Columbia. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Seth Campbell, school teacher in Mount Pleasant, uh, helps out Mr. York whenever uh, school's out and he's able to come in. Welcome, Seth. Hey, good morning, everybody. And Jerry Bridenbaugh, who is the chair of the Murray County Republican Party and a member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. I, I would agree. 2024 is going to be a different year, but I'm not scared. I'm scared. Uh, you know, I was uh, Trump's been making a speech lately called Guard the Vote, and he should. Of course, the left just goes crazy and says that he's, you know, calling for another insurrection or something. <laughs> the, uh, but what I think what he is calling for is that uh, in these places where you know you've, you've got the the swing states, they'll decide this election, and in places like Atlanta, Detroit, Philadelphia, Kenosha, even he's calling on people to to uh, observe the vote and to watch these drop boxes, to go to the election offices and observe as they're entitled to do, uh, and guard the vote. Now. I imagine, though, and I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't call for it. But I imagine if all of a sudden this time around in Detroit, 
Philadelphia, Atlanta, Kenosha, all of a sudden they holler, stop the vote. I could definitely see potential for violence there, for people overtaking the uh People overtaking those uh, election offices, and then who knows what would be the result of that. But I can also see if large crowds start to assemble uh, outside of these election offices, then uh, the Biden administration could well send in, you know, may do it in advance in, in, in fear of large crowds outside these particular election offices. The Biden administration may send in federal troops. Well, to half the country, that's going to mean that uh, the Biden administration is protecting the elections. To the other half of the country, it's going to mean that the Biden administration is stopping observers so that the vote can be stolen again. (laughs) And, uh, well, Seth, you're over there laughing. Yeah. Perception is reality in elections. It, they don't have to actually be crooked to destroy democracy. It's just the country has to perceive well, that you, the elections you're getting, crooked. You're being spoon fed by a guy who 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 just won't lose. I mean, anytime he loses, it, you know, it's someone else's fault. You know, he lost the Iowa caucus to Ted Cruz. We were talking about Ted Cruz a few minutes ago on, in the break, and he said the Iowa, Iowa caucus was was stolen from him by Ted Cruz, and. I mean, there's a there's a real possibility. Now, I'm not saying Biden's going to cakewalk to a victory, but there's a real possibility Biden wins. I mean, Democrats have won the popular vote in in several. I think all of the recent presidential elections except 2004. So, so he he might win, but no. So if Biden wins outright and everything is good, it's not going to be good to Trump. I guarantee you that he's going to say something happened. Yeah, in these cities, are, I think the fear is, and these cities are pretty corrupt, pretty Democrat run. Uh, the fear is, you know, by any means necessary, it can be justified, and they hate Trump so much. Look at the Colorado Supreme Court, with five or six white people, liberals, took him off the ballot. That, and, and the theme of the Democrats is, oh, democracy is under attack. Yeah, there's the survival of democracy. Well, that's just the opposite of democracy, taking him off the ballot. He won't win. Colorado. It's a 13 point advantage last year to uh, our last election to uh, Biden. He won't win there. But taking him off shows you the level of of, of, of uh, uh, anger and, and hate there is for Trump. I don't know any Democrats that even agree with that ruling. I mean, I heard the Biden administration was pretty upset that they even did that. Like, I mean, I don't agree with that ruling. I think Trump should be on the ballot. I, I mean, it, it's it's subverting the, the the choice for American people. I don't agree with it. Yeah. But and the 14th Amendment is the antiquated thing that's in there. And it was even even Confederates went into the administration of Ulysses S. Grant. I mean, it, it was kind of overlooked. Uh, so it's when, when the Democrats, you know, you know, you know, basically uh, consort themselves around the notion that we can find some antiquated law in which to get Trump. It just helps Trump. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. You know, just <laughs> build, you know, and it, you, y'all look like you're petty. And, and, you, and the reason he's doing well is because they don't like government being used that way. Yeah, get the rapists and murderers off the streets. Keep the street winos off the streets and, and just do what you do well, government. Don't use the government. And Jack Smith using these theories. Has to go to the Supreme Court. Said, "Well, can I even charge the president?" You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, it's like ready, you know, ready fire aim. It just it shows you the, how, how they hate him, and, and the one in Georgia as well. I mean, can you not call down there and check on the votes at Rathersburg? Oh, hey, he, he did a little bit more than just just place a call. I mean, he asked for eleven thousand votes, but we disagree. He said he we eleven thousand. We disagree on that in this matter. room. We've been through I that. Made, I mean, I, I made it, uh, Al Gore need in you South Florida. You can't interpret that statement without context. You just can't. Well, I, I just think you right. guys t- are willing to tie yourself up in pretzels to defend a man um, that that can't be defended but you know well I, no, let me, i'm not defending the man yeah, i'm defending the system let me throw and, this in there because oh. I've, I've i've talked to a lot of people about what, trump what's going on jerry and yeah. his 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 demeanor his attitude and and i i i, I like to remind people and, and ron you've traveled the country more than i have now i know you've probably seen it as well trump's from queens right I'm somewhere. I think he's I mean, from the Borough. Yeah, yeah, he's from he's yeah. up in New York. I think he's from Queens, and and this is not to be disparaging of, of New Yorkers and and the boroughs, but they they're different than we are, and and they talk 
you know, they say what they mean, and they hold, they pull no punches. And there's a lot of places in the country that aren't used to that, and and we we interpret that differently because we're we are not used to you know how uh, how that communication style was used. Trump doesn't like to lose. I mean, you don't get as wealthy as he is by you know by just taking losses. Uh, easily, unfortunately, in many instances, that doesn't translate into politics. I remember uh, back in the what was it, the early '90s, when uh, Ross Perot was running, and at the time I was working for his company, and I told several of my colleagues, I said Ross would not be a good president because Ross has always done everything the way Ross wants to do it, and that's not how the presidency works. And I don't think he would have gotten along with Congress. I don't think he would have been a good diplomat in that in that regard. But I'll I'll leave this with one final comment. It's kind of off track, but we love to debate. We love to do the political debates. We love to talk about who's going to be president and vice president and everything else. And and I would just leave our listeners with this this morning that whoever the politician is whether it's state local federal politicians are not the answer to our problems and whether it's donald trump or joe biden or anybody else in the oval office the country's going to survive we're going to get through it we have been through multiple things in the past and if we are putting our hope in a politician then we are putting our hope in the wrong person well i, I agree with that jerry that, that you know putting our hope in any single politician is but I, I i'm i'm very fearful that that uh that the united states is is back at you know like an 1860 or 61 moment and uh We'll see. We, I've can, just, we can only hope for the best. I mean, I've seen it on. I try to be as um, objective as I can be, and I know I, I fail quite a bit. But I've just seen, you know, when when um, Trump was elected, I saw many of my my folks on my side just absolutely freak out, and and you guys saw it too. And there was just a total freak out, not by everybody, but by a lot. And the. I mean, you really know, didn't do anything, though, Seth. I mean, did do anything. Well, people scary. were scared. We didn't he didn't get us into crazy know, wars. He didn't get us into wars. He, Pe- people were I mean, scared. There's, there's- he was a, you know, he changed. He, he just a lot different than what people were used to, and they, and they were scared. But this country is designed to to withstand four years of somebody you don't like. Well, and and I with the music playing up, I'll ask this one question. Somebody can explain it to me one day. I hope why people hate Trump so much. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's not exactly a bridge builder. He's well, a, you know, he's no, not the kind of guy I, I want to have dinner with. I've never really he heard a logical argument about why people oh. hate him. I don't know. I think he he's, he makes himself pretty hateable. Yeah, narcissist. He's a narcissist, no if, doubt about if he it. Could have, yeah, if he could chill a little bit, I think he would. Um, he could have won the election. Twenty percent less. He said twenty percent less. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, ed- go back and edit him. Yeah, but no one can control him. Yeah. Well, DC's scared of him. I like I, I, if he does get elected. I like the idea of him going there. He is. He's mad. He knows where the bodies are buried. And I think he's going to really cut. I think DC has to be cut back 20, 30, 40 percent. They're way too big. They're way too expensive. They're way too intrusive Agreed. in their lives. There we go, Ron. I agree with that one. All right, we're out of here. Tomorrow, folks. Have a good day. Happy. See day. y'all. When the one